0: So a lot of us like to think that control, a lot of control and only control is the way we can plan out every single event. Having complete, total and utter domination over every aspect of our plan is what is going to get us to the end, to the fastest destination with no errors. However, this is not necessarily always the case. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, analyze, and dissect different books that I've read throughout the last few years along with a few freestanding episodes on concepts I'd like to discuss. My name is Juggin, and I'm just a student of the human experience trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. Currently, I'm analyzing three books, 33 Strategies of War, Think Like a Monk, and Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Look through my other episodes if you'd like to see more content on that. And currently, the book I'm going to be analyzing is the 33 Strategies of War, specifically strategy number 6, Segmenting Your Forces, the Controlled Chaos Strategy. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, our inclination is to think that the more we control, the more we dominate over every single painstaking detail, the better we're going to be. While this may be true in specific cases where you're the individual arbiter of your own destiny, or the individual controller of your own way of life, more often than not, it's not going to be like that. Remember, the future belongs to groups that are fluid, fast, and non-linear. This means that these are groups that don't follow a set book of principles over every single thing that they do, this means that this is a group that doesn't hesitate over every single decision and allows time to take its course before they make a decision. And this means a group that doesn't always choose a standard path of warfare, the standard path of accomplishing a goal or finding an outcome. And so the future belongs to these kinds of groups. We call them trailblazers. We call them people that do not necessarily follow the handbook that everyone else has followed through and one interpretation or one analogy that can be made are those who do not follow the typical nine to five routine people who choose to adapt to their situations and change accordingly as opposed to just taking everything and internalizing it and so kind of an offbeat on this is that our role as a a group of members or even as our own self. So if you are the leader of a group, if you are the commander of a squad or depending on whichever hierarchy you may want to associate yourself with, while you may want to control the group, while you may want to coordinate every single movement of the group to ensure that it matches the highest quality and the highest design, it's even harder taking more strength To allow for a margin of chaos and uncertainty so one thing we always like to do is we like to plan all the way with every single step set out exactly as you want it making it very inflexible providing no initiative to those around us and not allowing other people's minds to work by providing a very strict and non-negotiable kind of template to those who work under us or to those who work with us, we may cold the chaos and uncertainty, but we also cold the initiative and the new ideas that other people may or may not have. Because you cannot, in no uncertain terms, state that what you think is the best way of doing everything at all times. And so by allowing for this, you allow for other ideas to flourish in our own self. So another way of kind of implementing this is the idea of decentralization. It's about the concept that I just discussed in terms of not controlling every minutiae detail of your group, by allowing your army, your people that work under you, to segment into teams with kind of clear strategies or goals. Or points of accomplishment that are necessary, along with the chaos that comes with this not complete strict rule book, your patterns, your ways of doing everything will confuse and paralyze those you are competing against. So, one way that Napoleon did this is that he would provide kind of a guide. He would provide a clear mission. Not something that was so clear and so stickler that there was no room for like manipulating the goal to get the ends done, but enough that those under him knew what they wa- what he wanted accomplished. However, he would also allow for a bit of grey area in whatever he provided. He let the people who worked under him accomplish the goals he set out how they wanted to. And so, instead of just having one person that could be predictable in this case, you now have a series of generals, multiple people that have their own ways of segmenting their own forces, creating more fluidity, and creating more paralysis of opponents. So instead of having to analyze one person's movements or actions, now opponents are forced to tend to look at and try to analyze many people's actions. So if you can think about this in terms of a business model, say you are a CEO, say you are a leader, or even a manager of a series of people who are trying to make it out farther into the world. One inclination we want to have is you want to provide every single thing to do with every single T cross and every single I dotted. But instead, if you just find yourself providing a mission and allowing people to take their own initiative, Not only will you find that their motivation increases, because they have a sense of independence and freedom, but you will find that sometimes the mission that you wanted accomplished will be done in a unique way that might have been better than your primary foresight. Because in the end, strategically speaking, fluidity will bring you far more in what you are looking for than petty domination will. And if you want to separate yourself from the crowd of sticklers and following every single dogmatic principle with no room for improvement, have the secret formula you want to get accomplished. Have the ideology you want to be accomplished. But instead of carrying it out, plan out the preceding steps and give yourself some margin of error, some uncertainty, some wiggle room and allow yourself to plan for A, B, and C. Allow yourself to plan the preceding steps to get the perfect formula, and allow for this chaos and uncertainty that will inevitably be sowed. But when you control and allow for said margin, you're less surprised when it happens, and you account for it previously. The ideology is not to control everything, or not leave everything up to chance, but to choose a controlled chaos. Choose a happy medium, where not everything is judged by your stickler rules, but not everything is left up to chance. And if you allow for this, you cultivate new ideas, you also allow for the uncertainty that will come from other people, and you also allow for initiative to be taken. And that's why segmenting your forces and having a sense of controlled chaos is a really tactical way of writing or organization. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on segmenting your forces. And if you'd like to hear more content, feel free to drop me a follow whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And if you'd like to see videos or other short form clips, feel free to follow me on YouTube at Stoic Spirituality and TikTok and Instagram at Stoic Spirituality. Thank you so much for listening and see you guys next time.